Good evening to everybody out there. Um, just wanted to say something before we started the podcast. Um, just heard the news about uh, Chadwick Bozeman on last night. I uh, want to say um, we uh, want to send our condolences to the family. We know that he was battling a very uh, strong fight with cancer. And uh, last night he passed away. Uh, as all of you know, he is a very well-known actor um, that played uh, Black Panther in all the Marvel uh, films. And um, he is also a HBCU graduate as well. Uh, we don't want to forget the important stuff because we always highlight the big highlighted stuff. Um, he had a big part of my life because if anybody knows me, I'm very um, hard on the comics and very big on Marvel. So he was my favorite uh, character, my favorite superhero. And I'm pretty sure he is going to be in the hearts of all you know, young black men and black men in general. So we, I know we're all kind of mourning a heavy loss, but let's also not forget that, you know, his battle is, you know, over. He doesn't have to worry about, you know, the pain anymore. And like I said, you know, we love you and we're going to miss you, Chad. <laughs> black women, I just want to let y'all know, y'all fine as hell with your chocolate ass. You mad? Would you like to say something to my I mean, hey, I'm just saying. What's up with it? Hello, hello, all my beautiful people. Welcome back. This is Meg and Jeanette, but you can call me Meg. And this is Gregory Keith. What's happening, everybody? Hello. We are so happy to have you guys back with us. What is the morning, afternoon, evening? Whatever. I know, yeah, whatever time of night is the ungodly hours, whatever time you listen at us, we love to have you, and we're very, very, well, I don't want to say excited. Yeah, let's not say excited. Yeah, because, like, it's been, I don't know, I've been just avoiding this kind of all week, and I feel like you've noticed that I've avoided yeah. just intentionally just talking about this. Because... Yeah, you know, I can't. <laughs> I know you have to have, like, a, a time, because you have to process everything. And yeah, like that's not. I have no problem with that. For me, I I face it head on. As soon as I read about it, hear about it, look at it, I'm like, what's this? Yeah. So you know, I think so. What we're talking about is the incident that happened with Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Washington. Yes. So if you all are not familiar, um, a black man was shot in the back seven times by police officers um, on the video that I recently watched this morning because, like I said, I was just trying to, you know, I want to see what it was like to try to live my life in a bliss and mm -hmm. act like I can be um, unaware of what's going on. I don't want to say unaware, but just, like, keep no. living life and having a great time. Whenever, no, 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 I get it. Whenever my people that look at me are continuously being killed or shot for no reason unarmed. No reason. So... In the video, you see it's a black man walking away from police officer. I think there was like, I know there's like two, but I think there might be like three. There were a few. There were, a lot. There were like quite a few there around were quite him. A few people, quite and a few he's walking officers. around the car, like towards his car. Then the police officer has the gun pulled on him. And when he opened this door to his car, like he's, police officer already has his, like pulling his white t shirt. And then, like, then there's like seven shots fired. And within, the distance was like the a ruler distance. It was literally twelve inches away. Oh, 12 that inches. he fired this shot, um, this gun, and I'm sitting here thinking the whole time, 
this is literally ridiculous. Like I, and it's just, I've just tried to live a happy week. I feel like and I remember Greg, you bought it, brought it up. Yeah. Cause I didn't know about it. Cause I have, I've been busy. Cause the thing that, that hurt me the most with it. I mean, of course the black man being shot. It's like, that's like local news now. Like you hear it all. It's like now it's starting to become normal and you don't want this shit to be normal. Yeah. But what made me mad, like, of course, we're going to be pissed off. We're going to protest about this. We're going to be mad. We're going to, you know, point our hands up with our fist in the air. What made me mad was this man had his three sons in the backseat. Yeah. And the and the police officer could have easily, his gun could have swung the other way. Or the bullet could have ricocheted the other way. Or the bu- bullet could have went and hit one of the kids or all three of them. Yeah. This could have went badly. And then the the thing that really made me mad, which I, I didn't really talk to you, is she doesn't stay on social media like I do. I'm always really on my don't. phone. I, I have my phone in my hand everywhere I go. He does. Everywhere. I do. And it kind of annoys her. It does. But I'm always kind of like, <laughs> I look at news. I'm on Twitter. I'm looking at everything. And somebody said something that really hurt my feelings. Although Jacob Blake did not pass, you know. Yeah, but I mean, he man, has a spinal cord injury. No. He's paralyzed from down, so it's still like. Yeah, so this um, Caucasian, Caucasian American. <laughs> yes. I had to say it like that because I'm very irritated and it took the actual other people to say, well, you know, I'm not like that. I, I, I'm, I don't believe that was right. So I was mad because he said, well, he didn't die, did he? So he why are y'all mad? <laughs> oh my God. But I black Twitter lit him up. I don't know who it was, but black Twitter is quick to light stupid people up and black Twitter lit him up. And that, that put like a fire under me. So I'm very yeah. angry right now. No, oh, man. Like, I mean, just over what I've seen, from this morning, people just saying how, um, why didn't Blake just listen to the police mm. or why didn't he do this? And honestly, Thank like God. all of that does not matter. That it really matter. does not matter because the amount of time that it took for him to walk around his truck, they could have tackled him onto the ground. Everything They could have done literally. So there was like three of them. They could have done so many things. Besides the fact that just like, oh, let me just shoot you before you get through. They had so much time to do something. So why? So why with that? Why is the first option that, oh, so let me shoot him before like we he shoots us with a hypothetical gun that he clearly didn't have in his hand. Because he, his back was towards you. He's walking he's away from run, you. He's basically kind of running that is away. Like, yes, like that's a perfect time to tackle him. You were in a close enough distance to just tackle this man to the ground. And put them in handcuffs. And my nigga, the, the thing that kills me, I'm going to say my nigga, I'm sorry. But what kills good. me the most is when it comes to shooting a black man or a black woman or somebody of, of minority uh, descent, whatever, it's always the wrong person. Mm-hmm. This man was breaking up a fight. He was breaking up a fight. Like two women were fighting and he were break that he was breaking up a fight. He was literally he put himself in between the women, breaking them up. The police came and all because they seen a black man in the middle of two people scuffling, they said, Let's just let's just get this man. He he got a white beater on. He got well, yeah, dreads. Let me just go ahead and just get this man. Yeah. That that pisses me off. Because he just gotta be the looks wrong disposable. Like that's literally what it is. And this black stupid. bodies are seen as disposable. And that is the reality. And honestly, like I'm just, whenever you brought this up the other day, I think it was probably Tuesday. Yeah, because it happened on Sunday. Yeah. It happened on Sunday. I didn't really know what happened until like Monday night-ish. 
So I didn't know, like, I just saw a black man got shot. I didn't know what the story was. And Tuesday is when I actually saw the entire video, saw everything. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. That that hurts. And whenever you told me, I was just sitting there. I remember, I didn't say anything. I was just looking at you. So I was just, I don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't feel like thinking about this right now. And this comes off of, you know, being in, you know, getting just getting engaged and just, you know, having a very But even just more weekend. than that, the fact that this whole summer has been. It's just been. Me just crying all the time because of just because of everything that's going on as far as social and racial injustices in this country against black people like my people people that look like you and me and it's just me. it's just been too much like it's honestly just like too much this is literally trauma it's traumatizing to me and then you got to think of the effect it has on you me the african-american community but now you got to think of an effect the effect it has on his kids. They yeah, actually just those saw boys his, are traumatized for life. They just saw his his dad. They they just saw their dad get shot. Yes, and it it kills me because now seven times, seven times, not once. So I'm like, seven. what were bullets two, three, four, five, six, and seven for? What were those bullets for? Because I I feel like and, and this is me. One would have probably been like, okay, he got shot. Cool, he would have been in the hospital. Probably shot his arm and. Jacob Blake could probably talk right now and tell us what's going on. But now this man is sitting in the hospital with seven bullets. Yeah. Why seven? What's what's up? What is where's your taser? Uh yeah. Where's your you're know. a train police? I, I don't want to hear nothing about that a police. I don't care if you're my friend, family. I, I respect you, but don't tell me nothing about your life being threatened no more. Mm-hmm. This this is sick now. Now I just feel like you all have really y'all need to go through mental health, like a mental health class. Before y'all are put back out in the street, yeah. every police officer I feel like should just have have to be required to take a mental health class because this is sickening now. Like I really just feel like y'all just y'all were bullied as kids. For those that feel like I, there are some good police out there, but I just feel like they were bullied as kids. And once they got older, they just feel like, oh shit, I can just do what I want now. I got this badge on. Nigga, now your now your name is tarnished out there. Do you realize you can't live a normal life now? There's no going to the beach and but having. Can a- they not? They they feel they like do. they well the thing is in America we need they to add pressure no we need to add pressure so they can't this man can't live a normal life now we need to add pressure like Breonna Taylor the the, the police are still free we need to add pressure to this they're still free living their normal life that's what I'm saying we need to keep adding pressure we've been literally the yeah, we have there's I been know. pressure there's been pressure all this time like celebrities actually the, getting literally uh, the NBA protesting playing the, her name's all over the course like celebrities everyone's getting that. arrested for protesting. nobody nobody cares America don't care nobody cares America don't so care. at this point in time that's just whenever I just get into my I'm just I just lay in the bed just like Lord you know what I cannot like I just I just I'm tired I'm honestly just tired I'm very tired and it's just I I don't know where to look or where to go from here because where is there to go Mm, this I don't know this is this is stupid it's ridiculous and this story touched home for me because uh years ago when I was a senior in high school uh me and my dad we used to um always um go to the george r brown center to feed the hungry and, and you know do you know big uh we used to feed the hungry and uh, give clothes to the okay. homeless feed, no i'm I feed was, people <laughs> don't say feed the i'm sorry feed feed people 
and give back. Yes. Give, give back. Okay. okay I'm sorry. Let's not scratch the yeah. first thing you said. Yeah. <laughs> give back. And we did it two years in a row. So then the, set, the third time, it was uh, Christmas Eve. It was me and my dad. I had my two nephews. And I had a friend of mine. I had her little brother because he wanted to go. We were all in the car. And this police um, pulled my dad over because this truck had cut my dad off and my dad swerved. So the police officer just automatically assumed that my dad was either drunk or he was just reckless driving. So we're sitting in the car. My dad, you know, he already don't like police. You know, he's a very respectful person. But if the police gets out of line, I, I, which scares me a lot as a child, he would be like, hey, you know, I don't, I don't like you. Whatever. <laughs> he pulled him over. We're sitting in the car. My dad's like, y'all stay calm. Everything's good. My dad's calm. He's just like, y'all in the car with me. Everybody stay calm. Police officer walks up with his hand on his gun. My dad, which it scared me again, lost his shit. Went off and said, nigga, put your gun away. I got four children in the car. And my nephews, two of my, ne- I, my uh, friend's uh, little brother wasn't crying, but my two nephews were crying. This man had his hand on his gun and was walking up to my dad like, what seems to be the problem? And my dad was like, you tell me what seems to be the problem. You got your hand on your gun. I'm talking about going off. Then the man looked in the back seat. He was like, took his hand off his gun. My dad was like, just give my, you know, I, my dad don't really curse, but he said a lot of words. He said, give me my ticket and get out of my damn face. Like, And I felt that. I felt mm-hmm. like now this is where it touched home for me. Because it's like, bro, there's three kids in the car and you shoot this man seven times. I think about that situation in 2011. That could have been my dad. Yeah. So that hurt. Like, that's why I came home livid. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, three kids in the backseat, three kids are in our backseat. Mm-hmm. I'm in the passenger seat. That could have been my dad. <laughs> that could have been me that got shot at least with yeah. two or three of those bullets of uh, the seven bullets that shot him so yeah that touched home man that wow. hurt but i mean just like i don't know because i because i do understand that because even when we took our license to carry class um by your dad's police officer slash reverend friend mm-hmm. um and he was just saying from his perspective as a police officer how whenever they do make traffic stops that they are trained to walk up to them like with like ready to have their hands on their gun because they don't know well but i mean what he was saying makes sense like they don't don't, though they don't okay yes i mean a lot of police officers are walking up there like ready to shoot her but like he's saying that like they have to be prepared because they don't know they don't know he was like they don't know there could be somebody underneath the seat like holding the gun when they walk up that's why they walk up and approach the cars with their hands like ready so i understand not not saying that that like that um what happened because this is like off topic from like jacob blake this is not that situation but just saying like just you know to towards what you're talking about just like the fact that he walked up with his hand like on his gun and stuff i know like that's something that they're actually supposed to do as far because they have to protect themselves because they have to make it home as well but the issue that this is like so far out the left part this is nothing to do with what's going on right now because it's not the same situation at all nothing these are unarmed black men being shot and killed um by police officers and then just a few nights later the 17 year old white boy who decides to um take things upon his hand as i'm sorry the caucasity as most white caucasity (laughs) he had the caucasity to literally drive to kenosha washington with his friends talking about they're gonna go and like protect some business with a rifle strapped to his chest he 
shot three people. Two of them are dead. One of them's injured. And then the video of him walking into the... So it's a video. He's walking with his hands held, gun strapped to his chest uh, in the air. And there's like three police car officers like flashing their lights and people are around him saying like he shot people he shot people arrest him telling the police officers to arrest this man they, they just him. let him walk by the cars this man almost he went home this man almost made a run for it he literally they let him walk this man has a rifle strapped to his chest people are yelling and officer. screaming that he shot people to you but you just as the police watch the Washington police were usually let him walk by and then want to go detain him the next day this at nigga, his house. This nigga frolicked home. That makes no sense. But you know home. what? Then I was sitting there thinking just like, okay, so it's just like, it just poses the question. All right. So, and it's just so dumb because it really isn't the question. So why are some people shot seven times in the back and other people with a gun Clearly strapped to themselves with people around them yelling that they have shot people already, just allowed to go home, be taken into custody, and then then detained with no bullets in their black. So why are they able to go and be humans and just be I don't know what is I don't even know what the word is. Can I answer that? Technically, it's rhetorical. Yeah, I know. But sure, go ahead. The caucasity, that's why. (laughs) And let's be clear. We ain't got nothing against no race at all. But let's be totally honest. If that was a black young man walking with a rifle on his well, hip. Well, this isn't a question. Yeah, that, that ain't a question. Because that's the real. threat is that's not real. the gun. It's that's not the, the issue. Gun. It's the skin. Within, yes. Skin. Our skin is seen as a weapon. That is the threat. Black skin is a weapon. This is the threat's stupid. not the gun. It's just in at the, all. What, what kills, and that's period point blank. What kills me, we protest when uh, George Floyd uh, passed away. It was killed. No, when he was killed. And they were throwing us, throwing stuff at us, getting us out of the street. But didn't white people like months ago just try to protest because they didn't want to wear a mask? They wanted to go get hair. Yeah, and, and they stuff. were out in the street they with were guns out in the on their chest. And guns in front of police. I'm talking about they had yes. guns on their chest in front of police yelling at them. Yes, yelling at the police. There's nah, videos. Bro. There are videos with this. No more. And no one was shot. I'm tired. <laughs> no one was shot seven times. I can't be. <laughs> no one was sat there put put down the ground with a knee on their neck oh god none of this is happening so that's why i'm just saying like i'm tired don't ever act. i am tired it's not the point that i'm just like sad it's like i'm angry when i cry i cry because i'm angry i'm angry off, because there's nothing that i can do about it Ain't there's no nothing we sad. can do about it like literally there's no there's nothing like i there's no more being sad it's like i'm just pissed off and it's and i'm trying not to be and you want right. to sit there and say like oh like Black, black people are bitter, this and that, whatever. Like, yeah, like I am. I'm bitter as hell because this is stupid. This makes, this racism makes no sense. Like, right. this is so stupid. It's like, it just it is dumb. It's just picking and choosing now at this point. that This isn't more, this isn't saying your life is a threat. Our life is a threat. This is just picking and choosing at this point. Like, this is racism and beyond at this point. Like, there was a time to be sad. There's a time to be mad. We were sad when we heard black history. We heard what Black History was yeah, and what they watered went down as hell. Yeah, anyway. shit. Now we starting to see Black History. That was when you're sad. This time, sad is out the question. Stop asking us what what would Doctor Martin Luther King do? Y'all niggas killed him. Y'all killed him. Don't ask us what these people protesters did. You killed them. Like, stop. We're angry. We're we're like, don't ask us about. I'm sorry, my head keeps hitting this balloon that's still behind our uh our couch. 
But I think they can hear that. Oh, I thought they could. But it's we're angry now. There's no more being sad. There's no tears of sadness. We're not sitting like, oh my gosh, let me just. We never know our days. No, nigga, we know our days. We just, it's just white police just do what they want. Yeah, white people just have the, you know, just don't care. You know, and I, like I said, we have no nothing against any race, but at this point. Yeah, I'm nothing against any race, no, but nothing. but I mean, Black Lives Matter, and I'm for the Black race because this is all we can be at this point in time because nobody wants to be for us. A dog no. life gonna matter before Black life, and that sickens me. Well, of course, that sickens me. I mean, me. I've seen that with people I've come across with in PT school how they care so much about animals yeah. in like compared to human lives it just yeah. drives me crazy like bro nobody have a debate i was just i didn't say it before yeah before we finish this i think we, uh, i'm i'm like over this but i'm driving in the car with this girl from pt school mm. and tell me why we passed by all these homeless people a whole bunch of homeless people like um and obviously mostly majority of the homeless people like in houston area are like minorities um, it's just be black and mm-hmm. no one says anything. We just keep cruising. It's, keep it's cruising. normal. We passed by a little dog limping in the parking lot. Tell me why this girl drives by slowly looking out the window. Oh, do you have a home? Do you want to? Oh my gosh. Like so concerned about the homeless dog. <laughs> Trying to get the dog to put the dog in the backseat. I'm just sitting <laughs> back there quiet like this. Oh, I'm about to put this dog in backseat with me. Cause that's nasty as hell. We didn't drove by all these humans. Humans with no food. Humans living in tents and stuff. But you want to worry about a little dog limping and stuff? Like, no, nah, I can't. I'm over it. It gets on my nerves. I really hate it. I can't. Yeah, it's, it's just I don't. This is stupid. But, I mean. Aliens are watching their favorite TV show called Earth right now saying, God damn, this season good. Yeah. yeah this is just killing me. Yeah. All right. Know, so, I mean, but what, we're, uh, what we've got into with everything that we've said before is going to kind of tie into what we're getting into. Um, so let me ask this, you know, how do you feel growing up in your household? What would you, what would you, what would you tag yourself as? Like a good kid or bad kid? (laughs) Let me hear you say that first. A good kid or bad kid? Yeah. And then before you decide to to think of your accolades and everything that you accomplished, (laughs) like during middle school and high school, let they really think about the question. How I acted as a human being? Uh, Yes. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess some would turn child. me as a bad kid. Yes. Not a demon. demon That's child. Rude. There's a picture of her at her, her parents' house <laughs> in the middle of the uh, the walk the walkway in the hallway. And the, everybody in the family smiling. And she has her head down, her eyes, like, just looking up. I was serving face. Nah, nigga, that ain't serving face. You're <laughs> <laughs> trying to kill the photographer. <laughs> yeah, I know. That picture does look very it evil. It is evil, bro. But it is a clear depiction of how I was a child. I mean, so my family household structure to give a foundation <laughs> is that so I grew up with my mother and father, and then I have my older sister, okay. and then my younger brother, and like I was in the middle. Of course. Um, and then also my dad has a son as well who um, is like in his thirties, and like, uh, but he mostly like lived in Louisiana, and so I am the middle child. Like I was a middle child, um, the prize middle child. You know, great. I was a middle child, but it really was like I was the oldest at you, some point. You see, I ain't say nothing when she said the prize, right? I was surprised, you know. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so yes, I mean, growing up, I I know, like, I had like a great childhood. I really okay. do appreciate my parents cool. for 
all that they did and just how they raised me. Yeah, it's not a great childhood. <laughs> um, and okay, yes, like I do remember, like I would consider myself as being a bad kid in the sense that I was manipulative. Jeff Freedom. <clears throat> what? Jeff Freedom. <laughs> but I had freedom. Yeah, freedom. Okay, do you want to talk about me as a child let's or talk me about oh, Okay, well, okay, let's talk about child. I'm sorry. I'm jumping a gun because I I'm, know you like I'm looking you at jump you. from I'm ready to just tell everybody like this, just go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you. Let me speak. But <laughs> um, this is my childhood. You weren't there. She demands. But <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, I was very manipulative as a little girl. I remember that. Like, I would intentionally do things to get people in trouble or, like, try to blackmail them. Um, Or, for example, like, my cousins would say, because every single um, summer, my cousins would all come to our house from Louisiana because my dad just wanted to, like, show them um, a different way of life and living and that they can do things more than just, like, staying in Louisiana. Yeah. And so whenever, like, I was the youngest person there and all my cousins were, like, older boys and stuff. And if they did anything that I knew, like, my mom, whenever she got home from work or my dad would, you know, scold them about, like, I'd be like, well, I'm going to tell mom or I'm going to tell dad you don't do this. And so I was, (laughs) I was, (laughs) I'm going to tell mom. I would. And so in the living room, it's like my parents room there, it was on the other side of the house. So like their room is next to the living room. And I would always want grits. And like, if my cousins did something, I'd be like, well, you can make me grits and I won't tell. And if they said, no, I'm about to get up and do that. Then I walk to the door of my mom's home, just act like I'm about to knock on the door and have my fist closed. Like, I'm going to tell. And I'll go closer and slowly to the door. They'll be like, oh, damn, Megan, come on. Like, they'll just do whatever. I just uh, skip, skip, skip to the kitchen. (laughs) I need to to rethink of us having kids. I don't don't know anymore. Because I got my way. It's just like stuff like that. Like, it's just, I did that all the time, man. And then even just whenever... My little brother came into the picture and he was born. I was not happy. I remember I used to like pinch him on purpose and stuff because, I mean, I was the baby and then he came and I'm just like, no, nah, bro. You now. <laughs> well, it's like he technically calls him like his second mom, which is not okay, but I, it's I, fine. I, just, I don't see why he likes you. <laughs> you Whatever. Need to little child. And then also, so going into like grade school age, I was a bully. Um, I don't know if anyone remembers like Zanga or like Zanga. Did you have that? Zanga? Uh, you probably didn't. Probably You're pretty did. sheltered. But <laughs> but um, no, so it was like before MySpace and it was called Zanga. Or, oh, I was thinking of the game. No, no, no. It was oh, like, yeah, I, I remember. I just didn't literally, have literally, and this just shows how smart we're children because we're actually like coding and stuff before like coding yeah, was a thing. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. But I, there was this girl who nobody liked in elementary school and I created this whole exang account about her. And like, I was like cussing her out, saying all these like really bad things that someone probably in fifth grade (laughs) shouldn't be saying, but just being evil. And I remember her, her mom had called my parents like at the house and like was crying saying that they were like going to get police involved because there, um, the girl was afraid to go to school because it seemed like I was gonna like beat her up or something like that. And I'm laughing now because I'm just thinking how stupid that was. Not for her mom to be worried, but honestly, yeah, because we, 
Okay, we're up in a suburban evil. Let me just say white that. area. Like very, <laughs> very suburban. I just, couldn't pull that off in the, in the hood. You couldn't pull that off in the hood. No, no, no. If I grew up in the hood, nobody would have been afraid of me at all. No, I'm if, just saying. Yeah, people were yeah. afraid of me because I was a black yeah, girl black in girl. all yeah, white yeah. spaces. Like, like that, let's get that clear. <laughs> she was a bully in a suburban area. Yeah, I was a Think suburban about that. bully. <laughs> a suburb bully. But yeah, and so with that, yeah, my parents had to like, I had to go online and just get rid of all the stuff that I put and just, I don't know. It was just like too much. You deserve but... your ass whooped. Like, like I'm talking about by some girls, not by your parents. Like... Oh, yeah. Well, nobody <laughs> ever wanted to fight me anyway because of my older sister. So yeah, they're always shit, afraid of us. So. I know. But, um, but yeah. So, I mean, as a child, definitely not the best kid. I wouldn't say that. I did great in school. A student. Teachers loved me. But that's all because I was very manipulative. I knew how to get my way. And then, I mean, good, going man. to high school, I, what? That's worse. That <laughs> That's just you even worse. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, going into high school, you just continued on, I think. Horrible, Started man. drinking in, like, eighth grade. Horrible, bro. Um, <laughs> but also because, like, my, the way I was raised, like, my parents, like, we, my parents covered us. Like, we were... We grew up in church. Okay. Um, yeah, that's true. We all I always had my foundation in Christ. And, mm-hmm. like, um, every single Sunday we had to go to church. That was, like, the thing. And uh, we were involved in church. Like, I was an usher in the choir, things like that. So, I mean, I had that basis and stuff. But, um, I mean, my parents did give me the ability to make decisions and to learn how to think with my own mind where they're not just hovering over me being helicopter parents all the time. So... I mean, in that aspect, like I did, I did have lots of freedom when it came to certain things, but I mean, oh, let's just pause there for me. And like, what about you? <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> so if everybody, if you don't know, I grew up in a two parent household as well with three older siblings, three older sisters. So I'm the baby and the only boy had, you know, my grandparents in my life and everything. So my family was really involved in like crazy involved in my life like everybody knew everybody was like on like ride logs to pick me up from school everything so growing up i was in church sunday monday wednesday <laughs> thursday friday Lord. saturday afternoon it's real holy it's sunday again <laughs> oh my and goodness the church i went to and also the church i go to now We'd have programs where we'd be there till almost six o'clock, seven o'clock in the afternoon. People did not like going to church with me because they're like, bro, I know if I go to church with you, your mom ain't taking mm-hmm. you home till seven o'clock. Yeah, it's a no for me, though. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my mom was one of those people that made me, in, like, made me, like, perform in every program. I sang in every single, everything. And I couldn't go and play with other people like I wanted to. I, when I was at my grandmother's house, I couldn't go outside like I wanted to uh, unless somebody was out there with me. And this nigga, we talking about till I was like 12. Wow. <laughs> like, like, I can understand, like, you know, grandma keeping the door open and looking at me. But, bro, I couldn't go outside till I was 12, like, without somebody with me. Like, my sister did, couldn't, like, had to go out there with me. And then it came to the point where my sister was like, why do I have to keep coming out here with you? Wait, is that because you guys live in a bad area or what? No! Does does my grandma neighborhood look bad at all? Not at all. My my grandmother's neighborhood is uh, I'm not gonna tell you neighborhood, but it's like yes. a lot of older retired like black people. 
Oh. And you have like young black people walking up and down the street, no, no thugs. Like I think we had that one house in the entire neighborhood that like sold drugs, but now uh um Yeah, I mean that's just like one yeah. house that sells drugs. Yeah, but it's they fine. they been gone. They've been gone for like five <laughs> years. That's nothing. Yeah, that's nothing. Like if you go to like another part of Houston where it's like ten houses in one street. Know, there's two houses that sell drugs Ooh, Oh god. You need to move away. <laughs> but like <laughs> Like I couldn't do nothing. Like I couldn't go outside and play basketball. I couldn't do none of these things in school. I had to have everything correct. If that, if the teacher called my parents for anything, that was my ass. So I was always on my shit. Uh, if I did get in a little, tr- if I did like get in a little trouble, the teacher kind of, teachers kind of felt bad for me. They were like, "All right, let me just, uh, <laughs> you got one more chance." I'm like, "Thank you, my nigga." <laughs> and it was like I had to dress preppy. Bruh, you're the good. Megan kid. went. Yes, I was a good kid. Megan went to suburban school, lived in a suburban area, and was a bully. I grew up in the hood, went to nothing but all black schools, and I was the nerd. You were bullied. I was bullied. We have two totally I was bullied, <laughs> bro. I was. Bullied. That's a laugh at you being bullied because it's not funny. No, I didn't really start getting bullied until like I got to middle school, uh, like elementary school. I had people that oh. tried to bully me, but I, I actually like put my fist up and fought. <laughs> like I actually did fight fight for myself, uh, fit yeah. myself. But in middle school, that's when I started seeing niggas that are different shape, shapes and sizes, and they they all came from they were in gangs and they grew up in like this bad hood, this bad hood. Like the elementary school I went to, it was like one kind of big neighborhood. Yeah. So it was like okay, they just all grew up in this neighborhood. But now you got kids from Third Ward, South Park. Like oh oh shit! So now I gotta walk with my book. You ever just seen that like that movie where a kid walks with both his hands around his books? So nerdy. I looked weak as fuck. I know. My mom, my pants were flooded. My pants. Oh my god! Came all the way up to my belly button. (laughs) Shirt was tucked in. I had braces. This explains so much. (laughs) Braces, glasses, (laughs) bro. I mean, I had the weakest shoes on. at that point in my life, I had the weakest shoes on. I didn't think they were, but I still wore Shaqs. I ain't gonna even lie to you. I still only because I supported Shaq. I didn't care. I I wear Shaqs now if I if I didn't care about my image too much from people looking. at me. People didn't like Shaqs because they were at Walmart. People didn't like Shaqs because they were at Walmart and they felt That's like so poor dumb. poor people were. But my mom, we the thing is, my mom and dad made money. Like, yeah, to them they'd be like, we ain't make no money. They made good enough. They made good money. We lived pretty good. I wore Shaq's because Shaq was my favorite basketball player. I supported him. So, yeah, everybody was wearing J's and Nikes and stuff. I wore Shaq's. And I wore whatever. Uh, what was it? K-Swiss? K-Swiss was just starting to kind of trend down. And that's when I started. I was wearing K-Swiss. <laughs> Bro, I got picked on, bullied. I got pushed around. People beat the shit out of me. Oh it was times I got beat. I got into two fights in middle school. And I, I ain't gonna lie. One of them, I literally got my ass with The other one, I held my own. <laughs> but I didn't win, but I, I did what I needed to do. I didn't walk out with scars. Oh, my goodness. But I um, once I hit eighth grade, I hit a growth spurt. I got bigger. I got taller. Braces came off. I told my mom. I had I, I put my foot down. I said, I ain't wearing them goddamn pants no more. <laughs> give me some bigger pants. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey, give, give me some black Air Forces. <laughs> These niggas going to see me today. <laughs> Went to school, and I was still the fucking nerd. But people was just like, we can't fuck with that nigga no more. <laughs> Because I was big and then I played ball, then I start I started to become better at football. So then people were like, well, shoot, we really can't fuck with that nigga no more. That nigga got strong. We don't know if he get into a fight now, he might pick us up. So people start actually like trying to befriend me and stuff. I was just a real happy go lucky person. Mm-hmm. Then when I got to high school, it was just a different story. Like got to high school I wasn't picked though. I mean, everybody saw that I was the the proper black kid. 
But people love me because they're in in high school and in college is where you kind of find your well, college is where you find what is that saying? And what happens in college? It's like college is where you find yourself. High school is where you start to try to find your identity. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah, your so I found my identity in high school. I played ball. I was a smart kid. I did the right thing, and I was proper as hell. Yeah, at a hood school. Yeah, and everybody was just like, "Fuck it, we love Greg." So yeah. that, that's just how it was. I mean, we no, yeah, I, I was that. still a good kid. I was still doing everything on every program at church. <laughs> of course you were. Yes, I was. My mama didn't play that. Yeah, I was still speak. I was speaking at different programs. Like I was on program to speak at usher board programs, different youth programs, like. Everybody thought I was going to be a minister at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I well, I, I okay. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Well, I mean, anyway. Yeah. So I will say going on to like high school for me. Um, so I was seen. Well, I was like I was a sports girl. Like I played basketball. Um, very good. And <laughs> I didn't see the highlights because everybody tells me you play ball good. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was like life growing up. So I yeah. played basketball and also like I was a president of like Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And so there was times where I took I don't know why. <laughs> <Evil> <laughs> whatever. Man. But like, I mean, yeah, I was still, still pretty evil. But <laughs> but even then, I was just, you know, finding Jesus for myself and like developing my own faith and actually um, my basketball coach had a lot to do with that. Like our assistant coach, like she was very strong in her faith and that just kind of helped guide me into a better light within life but i mean as far as that like, it literally be like okay fellowship of christian athletes like friday morning and then we have our game friday night and we all go get drunk at night time like that's literally like what it was horrible, <laughs> here i am going in the house at nine o'clock oh <laughs> make yeah. sure i was in the house and my curfew was 12 Jeez. your curfew was nine Jeez. oh my goodness Jeez. but then you got to realize too i my sisters left. I think my sister moved out when I was in eighth grade. So my whole high school year, I was the only kid in the house until you know we had um we had like a family from Louisiana that that moved in with us and we you know brought them in as family. That's why I say one of them was like my nephew. So, but other than that, out of my mom's children, I was the only kid. Literally, the only I was the last kid in the house. That was it. So my parents basically were on PTA PTO meetings. Well, PTA, PTA, I don't remember which one it is. They were involved. I think it's PTA. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They were involved in everything I did. So of course, every time you see me do something, whether it was football, track, um, whether it was choir, because I was in choir at school, um, my mom and dad were heavily involved, put money in it, everything. So of course they really watched me. So after football games, people were like, "Hey, bro, we going to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings? We going to Wings? Stuff? We going to?" Shit, I ain't going. Take my ass home because <laughs> I have a choice. Then when I hit my senior year, of course, that's when my dad would start throwing me the keys. Like, all right, bro, go have fun. Stay at the house. My mom just be like, be back by the end. My dad be like, be, be back at this time. <laughs> like, you good, man. <laughs> but we, I, it was just more of like, Ugh. so. But one thing I will say that was heavy in my life as well was where I, earlier I said, if I ever got in trouble, I got it from everybody. My family is very involved. So if I came home and teacher sent me home with a bad grade or teacher called my mom or something, I got my ass whooped by the first person that opened the door. And then I got my ass whooped by my parents later. Oh my God. So it was like, if my grandpa picked me up, my grand, my grandpa never really just like whooped me, whooped me. But he was that one time I got in trouble and he whooped me. And that was it. I never got whooped by my grandpa but one time. And then he like, was like, you know, he talked to me about it and everything, which I don't understand why. You got people, a lot of whippings growing up? I got up. a lot of whippings growing up. 
But my thing Do you is, feel like that helped you? Do I feel like it helped me? I mean, 20, you, 20% no. 20%, 20, 20% yes. I mean, okay. 80% no. That's what I'm going to say. Interesting. And it, I don't know. It, it was more of like a give or take thing with me because I wasn't a bad kid. Yeah. Already. So I guess when I did get in trouble, it was like, let's get this shit now so this nigga don't get in trouble again. I don't know if that was that reason because I never did anything. I never did anything wrong. Like, so why were you getting whippings? Like grades, grade wise too. And then plus, I would try to, I was very curious kid. So I, I did try to do some sneaky stuff before. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, with the biggest whoop, oh my God, the worst day of a whooping in my life was when I um, cheated. On the test, I think I was like second grade. Mm-hmm. We having spelling tests. I had every damn, I had every word, boom, 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 boom. But when we hit like number seven, I accidentally skipped the word, and my whole word like track was off. So I had to erase, 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 and I had to go back, go back, and I, I had all the words lined up except for like number like eight or nine. It was like twenty words, and I looked over to lean over to look at one of my classmates to just get a word. And this loud mouth ass nigga, Miss Such and Such, Greg's cheating. And <laughs> she called my she called my family, called every called my mom and dad. I got home. My grandma whooped me. My dad got home. My dad whooped me. I went home. I'm thinking this is it. I got home. My mama whooped me. Wait a minute. Why did you need to get whipped three why times I, for one thing? Did bro, they not tell why, you that like why, I already whipped? him this is why i said this is the worst that was the worst day of whippings in my life i've been i've had a a, a, num- a numerous amount of whippings but that one was bad that was very very different that was bad because the, the worst thing about all of them was that pissed me off all of these niggas tried to console me afterwards <laughs> don't be nice to me after you whoop my ass like that is so that's mentally draining i i wouldn't like Anybody should never do that to, to nobody. Don't don't punish somebody unless it's like a grounding because somebody really did something bad and then say, okay, this is the reason why you're on punishment. Let's talk. You know, don't whoop me and then be like, want a sandwich? Which, by the way, those whooping meals were. So, crazy. how do you feel about? Because <laughs> just for for our get fam, I probably got about two to three whippings my entire life. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. I, I didn't just, get a lot, though. I I don't even know if it was even two to three. Probably much less than that. But just my ideology and how I feel about whippings is, I mean, I don't plan on whipping my kids. I don't. Mm. I think it's kind of stupid at this right. point in time, especially, like, with the psychologists come out about that. No, we talked about that, yeah. It's... And just how, you know, like, it's just, how am I going to tell, or just, like, for the instance, your, my child hits their sister, or their brother, and then I hit, I go and hit my child and say, "Don't hit your sister and brother." But now I'm hitting you, so I'm whipping you, telling you not to, because you hit somebody. I'm telling you, don't do that. So, like, well, how does that make any sense? I don't. It doesn't, because the, the <laughs> weird thing was, I, you know, I guess the what the one or the two or three whippings you got, it was because you did something bad. Mine was like, let me just like mine was minor, like never skipped, never cursed anybody. I never got into fights that I just like, like brought upon myself i never disrespected adults it was always yes ma'am all that stuff why for me it was just more of okay he did something bad like small but let's 
get this shit right now. And I don't know why it was like that. It, it killed me. I was like, why? why am I Do you a- feel like you're going to whip your kids? Nah, punishments. Punishments. Wait, this is different from what you used to say It before. is different. No, because I've had time to, to think about it. Because that's why I said this argument debate has was go- long gone for two years. And over the year now, I think it's probably around the middle of last year when we talked about it, my mindset started to change when we last talked about it. It was more of, I don't think I'd whoop them, whoop them. And then you kind of looked at me like, why are you saying whoop them, whoop them? Like that's whooping is bad, period. And over the months, I I kind of was like, you know, and then we've had kids over our house the past three weeks. I'm like, I can't see myself whooping my kids. I just, I just can't. Like yeah. it gotta be something horrific and I still probably can't do it because I just, I don't know. It, I just feel like, it's that that time and age is it's just gone now. Yeah, that, I just feel like I would feel stupid doing that. And me, I'd I feel, think there are different ways, right, to get your point across by communicating with your child, right? Like you know, there's a different like okay, a grown man talking to his uh uh young son, like a son that's probably like 16, 17. You ain't got to put your hands on him to make him realize how it is to be a man. Mm-hmm. Talk to him, like men, young men these days. It's mental health now. You don't have to put your hands on a 16-year-old to tell him, this is what men do. This is what you... You can literally just get something to eat, sit on the back of the truck, and just say, man, let's talk. Yeah, I feel like we don't talk enough. Because, I mean, whenever you do that, it's like you're telling people... Like you're... I mean, it's not... It's like unintentionally telling people that violence is a way for you to get your way or get your point across. Like you need to be aggressive and with someone in order to get your point across to do something like that is like what you're unintentionally telling someone whenever you're like whipping them or hitting them or doing things like that. Exactly. You know, and I'm not, and I'm talking, not talking about like, Oh, like someone tries to put their hand on the stove and you like spank their little hand. Like that's not, I'm not saying that I'm talking about you telling someone go get the belt and then hitting someone on the butt with it or go get a switch like it's just like we're we're past that like yeah, i just i cannot and some people may disagree which is fine because i'm like okay you raise your kids the way you want to raise your kids we don't have kids yet so i'm i mean by me it's good that if you are with someone where like you're building a family together mm-hmm. these are things that you definitely need to be talking about and discussing and how you're, you're gonna if you plan on having children because you need to be on the same page about it and so that's what Greg was alluding to, just saying that we've been talking about this yeah, but, yeah. for like two years. And like in the beginning, like our, the way we thought about it was not the same at all. Like we it did. was not. It wasn't more, I'm just going to beat the hell out of my kids. It was just more like, I'm going to whoop them if they make mistakes. Yeah. And she but was like, like, you thought that you because should. how you grew up. Yeah. And then I, I, I had a chance in line. I was like, you know, I didn't really do bad shit like that though. Like yeah. the mistakes I made were like something you like say, don't do it again. Cheating on a test that you talk about that. Yeah, bringing a C, bringing a C minus home in a in a grade that you really struggling. Let's get you some help, like that. It kind of just and that that no and it goes no type of bad badness towards my parents. I feel yeah, like they no, still raised me right. They raised me to be the the best man that they could make. I mean, our parents are yeah, have done the best awesome that they job. could do, and that's like and that's as we grow older, we realize our parents are just humans, and they're yeah. just. They're figuring out just like how we're figuring they out learned, stuff. They can and I feel like I can't blame them for nothing because they just learned what they picked up from when they were children. Yeah, like, exactly. Just like you know, you take what you um, your parents give you. Just like for us, like we, there are things that obviously we spoke how we grew up very different in a way, exactly. um, yet still similar in some ways. But there's things that you're gonna take from your childhood and how you grew up that you um, may want to intertwine within our family, how we do things together. And then same for me. So um, do you feel like being the good kid affected your outlook on relationships or friendships? Yes, it did. How Because so? I feel like 
you know, I was so sheltered that I, I, I felt like, you know, oh, Greg can't do stuff like we can, so let's not be friends with him. And that's what made mm. a lot of people kind of look at me like, well, you know, no. Because also me. you're very, and like, in the church. In the church. I mean, I was no. He won't do the stuff we can do, so let's not be, yeah. So you're, like, left out of things? I left out a lot of stuff. And then the crazy part about all that was um, when I would have friendships, I would hold on to them so tight that I wouldn't, wouldn't realize when they weren't my friends. Oh. That would be another thing. And then relationships too, like relationships, like girls will come around and they'll see like, oh man, he bring me around his family like really, really, really quick, and he bringing me around. Church. Babe, why would you do that? Because well, one, without, he this is like this is like young. Fast. This well, hold on, this was young Greg. This is like like high school, high school Greg. Because like girls, I mean, I girls saw that I looked good. They ain't fucking with me. That was like he cute, but he in lame. He lame as fuck. <laughs> Let's be real. He, he like you are the bad boy. You didn't. You wouldn't have dated me. High school, me. you on the bad. I know I would not. Yeah, dated you wouldn't have dated me. High school, I would not. Have you have not today. We would have been friends. You'd been yeah. my dog, probably. You were, yeah, we would have been literally just best friends. Like, oh, that's yeah, my buddy. You, that, that's who you would have been. Wrong, no, but it's cool. I mean, but then I grew up and realized and became a woman and <laughs> realized that all that took her to be a woman. Hood, lo- loving hood niggas. <laughs> that's oh, that loving hood niggas. <laughs> That shit so dead. If that shit don't die in 2020, I'm a, I am don't know. I mean, we, it's still probably- We all be. have our process. I guess. I need to have my process. And so. Man, but yeah, girls just wouldn't like me like that because they just saw that, oh, he bring, his, he bring me around his family, like literally after two weeks of talking and dating. Okay, that is weird though. But no, it wasn't like, oh, let's just meet my family. I'm in high school. It was well, like, I mean, yeah. I guess I, I got to think from high school perspective. Yeah, it's not like, okay, when I was in college, I wasn't bringing around my family. That's yeah. What I was trying to hit. That was trying to fuck. I ain't trying to bring around my family. So yeah, I mean, then when I did have the one relationship that I that came around my family and stayed right like that, I, that's when I clinged on to that long that long term relationship like real hard because it's like oh she likes my family, she yeah. come around and she goes to my church and she go to church with me too. So I'm like oh okay cool. And then when that broke up, I was like oh it's just time to fuck some bitches, time to be a bad nigga now. Yeah. And that didn't even fit right. So I think yeah, and it's just like for me with that, um, people just. Even though I was not a nice person, like I truly was not kind. Like I would be no, rude to lots of people and I can see that. <laughs> very <laughs> I don't know. Just say whatever was on my mind. Like people really just like me. Like, I mean, they just They knew they probably just they felt gra- it. In people you. just gravitate towards they me. They probably felt like she's gonna be nice one day. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Maybe, know. This nigga mean as fuck, but I have a feeling we're gonna be best friends. <laughs> 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 we're gonna be cool i i truly don't know i don't know what it is even to this day i'm still sometimes just like, oh. <laughs> like right why 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 do you like me like i don't know it is like, it's like if you heard my thoughts then we would not be standing here right now <laughs> it's like the bad thing with me is like when with you it's different for, because with me everybody knew i could be greg i can do whatever to greg he'll still be my friend at the end of the day oh and then now the mindset i've had for the past two years is like you better get on this motherfucking train because I'm leaving niggas. Like, it's people that the past two years you've transitioned his mindset. Past two years I've transitioned, and then there are still times between those two years where I have had to learn. So yes, yeah, I and have had to learn. Who but, has helped you learn? I mean, thank you. <laughs> yeah, y'all. I we've had to go through many many of what situations discussions. We, we had to go through many. We friends. gotta cut people off. Quote quote friends. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't play with that. I had to learn. I can with, count on my fingers how many friends I have. Real friends. I had to learn what friends and associates meant. 
Exactly. When hard. I met him, I said, let me explain to you the difference between a friend and associate. Because he used to say the word friends so loosely that it would just like make my ears bleed. I'm like, that is not your friend. <laughs> it's so bad. Like this is the lesson I learned from her too. Even just probably like a couple months ago. One, like we were talking about like friends, quote, quote. I said friend, I mean associate. She was like, and I was like, no, no, I mean friends. And then she said, if you got to literally stutter to say friend or yes. associate, that's not your friend. Exactly. That's, like, no, so I, I caught it. I, I caught it now. I was no, like, yeah, I got that it, is just, yeah, it just, oh, Jesus. And don't, and don't in your right mind think, oh, you got the girl and you changed nothing. You damn right I did because she made me better. Like, honestly, I'm growing and I'm doing great. We're doing great things together. So yeah. if it takes me to cut people off that aren't making me prosper and better. Exactly. And, a, and like this aspect that I'm growing in and the goal, the goal that not only we both want, but I want yeah. for myself. We have that, personal goals and we have goals together. Yeah. So, and it, if you're not, you're not on that train, you're not it. on the same track, then I'm sorry. You got to go. We cool. Like, we yeah. cool. I'm a speak. Yeah. It's just like, but. We have nah. a drink, but that's about it. <laughs> You for a round, but, first round on you. I know. We we'll have to go into a deeper conversation about that oh, yeah. further down the road. But I mean that that is like the gist, you know. So I mean, are there any traditions or things from your childhood that you want to bring into our family? Just family time. I love how my family is, you know, so involved with each other, mm-hmm. but not so much involved where put your hands on me. <laughs> Since we talked about earlier, family putting <laughs> different. Oh, groups. I thought you were telling me to put my hands on. No, you. put put, like, put their hands. <laughs> yeah, girl, put your goddamn hands on me. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, you put your hands on me anytime. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, <laughs> but you know, just how my family just interacts with each other, and, and you know, it is kind of sickening. No, get me wrong. You guys are very close. We very how close. I describe it to mostly other people, but it's also a good sickening because it's just like I know I can call my sister and talk to her for hours i know i can call my aunt talk to her i don't even and i'm saying i'm not saying my parents is because i can always call my parents but i'm saying we're so family oriented that i can call a different family member and be on the phone for an hour or two and forget what time of the day it is that's how close we are you know and that's what i want my family i want my kids but you to, guys never have to call each other no we don't we, we always see each, each other, other every single yeah but you, you know we trying to get out of that <laughs> in a way <laughs> we try <laughs> We, we're trying to make it on the yeah, Sundays. I mean, for uh, for me, that was like very, it's just been very interesting transitioning into that because I've been on my own for going on nine years now away from my parents and stuff. And even just like when it was our just our nuclear family, like me, mom, These dad, sister, people. brother. It's like, yeah, we're all very, very close, but also we don't have to see each other every single week. Yeah, they be like, they see each other on like a family event and be like, all right, see you later. Yeah, but we were family. always talking to each other. I know, that's what I'm saying. But y'all... you guys live lit- within 10 minutes away from each other. Like, I, I never know, I know. had that's anything what... like that. Like, literally, <laughs> you can go to your grandma's house down the street. It's, just, it's always just been us. Even if, like, we move back to Dallas and stuff, like, I'm not going to be seeing my parents every single weekend. Like, yeah, that's not like... going to be, that's not, my parents don't want to see me like that. And now that they don't love me, it's just like, bro, you live your life. That's and I think, it just for me, it's just been interesting trying to transition into, like, just being around or <laughs> <laughs> expect to be around people all the time like it's just it's no, just been different which i mean i love that that's why like i love one thing i loved about you is that you guys are so family oriented y'all have a very positive family structure and like that's something that i looked for right. in a spouse and so i definitely appreciate that but it's just like it's just a different sort of um it's a different sort know. of 
Like, I don't know. It's just a different. We don't, we don't know. It's <laughs> something different. But anyway, yeah. But um, we need to take a break. Yeah, we do need to take yeah, a break. Yeah, I need to get some more wine anyway. So <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, y'all. And we're back. What's I happening? refilled my wine. And I just got a bottle What of are you water. sipping on? Oh, water. water. Ah, okay. Health goals. <laughs> this is red wine. <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so we are back, and we finally get to go into our segment, Ask Git, which is where we have yes! listeners and questions. questions to our email at gmail.com or you can DM us on social media on either my personal page, or we prefer at Get It Together. You can DM us questions. But yeah, we have questions yeah. from one of our listeners. Also, before that, even if, I don't know how she feels, but if you have my number and you just want a question for Ask It. If you want to ask it, you can send it to me. I'll put it through Megan and we'll see if we can hey, put it out there. Yes. We finally got questions. We're not pathetic no more. <laughs> <laughs> um, excuse me. I was never pathetic. Thank nah, you. You with me, son. But so that makes me okay. We're not gonna <laughs> go into that. Anyway, you so one question that we got from our listeners is that how do you guys manage to stay happy all the time? Gee. <laughs> Whenever he, I first read this, I said, "Damn, people think I'm happy all you the think time." We, happy? Just, are we that much <laughs> of an Instagram couple? But no. <laughs> what I really want to say, just because you said Instagram couples, just like we are not an Instagram. We couple. really not, y'all. We, I okay. We just, I really work, appreciate we just work really what, good together. Yeah. Yes. I think that's what people just see that we're like friends, so we're in. We are a couple, but okay. Exactly. Anyway, what Santana, that's my sister. What she said the last weekend, she was here with us and she just saw us interacting. She said, I really love that you guys are the way you are and how you're on Instagram or social media. You're like that in real life. Right. And when she said that, I said, oh, that is just such a compliment. I really did. But also that because like we live our truth. Like I'm not, I don't put on for social media at all. I, I like you, like you. I don't really like it at all. She I just don't. have my love hate relationship. I'll post something and get off. I don't scroll. Like, <laughs> it gets on my nerves. Like I'm, I'm really not, not like it's just I if scroll. social media wasn't like another avenue for me to get paid to do stuff, I really wouldn't be on it that much. Right. You know. So, but anyways, we digress. So, how do you manage to stay happy all the time? You go. I mean, I love you, so that's enough right there. That's one. Then two, we both show each other you know how it is to treat one another yeah you, know, you don't treat me a certain way i don't treat you a certain way and you know just three i just knew that i'm, I'm gonna build a, a great life with you mm-hmm. but i was gonna say slash are you happy all the time <laughs> yeah, i was like slash uh you get on my fucking nerves <laughs> <laughs> i want to like pull my eyebrows out one hair at a time when I, but it's only because like we we have this uh we always competing with each other i think that's why we are very big on we don't, there's no arguing. We always debate about stuff and it's very healthy debates. So it's like, like, let's say I say the sky is blue and she say the sky is green. We go, the sky blue, nigga, the sky green, nigga. And it just, oh, dude, I'm fine. And it's like, she get Do on my Do we yell nose. at each other? No, I yell. <laughs> you, you know, I don't yell. I, don't yell. I, I talk loud and you'd be like, okay, yeah. you're talking loud. <laughs> You do hit me with that a lot, though. I know. I'm sitting here like, I don't know. No, we that. don't yell. We don't yell. We, That's a very, I'm very immature way to communicate. I'm a very happy person. And don't <laughs> get me wrong, I, I love her and I'm very happy with her all the time. 
we're not just happy. But you personally, how do you manage to stay? How do I manage to stay? I mean, you as an individual, we talk. Me, I, me, oh, just this is not me. You you. as an individual. Oh, I thought it was talking about. Well, I'm just changing the question. Oh, you're just changing it up. Yeah, like how do you manage to stay happy all the time? Why would you even say that? Some days I watch porn. Yeah, that's more some days. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you look at it too when I show it to you. So don't even try that. Yeah, okay, first of all, because I'm I'm still like in awe that like they put porn on Twitter. I think that's so weird. Oh yeah, Twitter is basically porn. How can you have porn on Twitter? That's weird. Because it's just And like, you just scroll and you it's see a, it. Cause it's a bigger app because Twitter is like a platform where people say what but they can't want. Can't kids have a Twitter or do they like censor that? No, it's censored. Well, no, it's not. It, you know, you know how we used to lie and say we was only what was it, fifteen to have I a just, MySpace? I, yeah, I yeah. Just, I'm just not. We used to lie and say we were sixteen so we could have a MySpace. But anyways, what he's saying, it's just like there's like Twitter porn. Yeah, and then, like he'll be, and I'll just be looking at my shoulder. I'm just like, oh, what's that? And and let, like, let's oh. stop before they really think I have a porn addiction. No, I don't think you have a porn I was addiction. joking. No, I was, but I was joking. No, <laughs> no. How oh, okay. I managed to stay happy is I listen to music. Um, I like how she's gotten me into podcasts now because now I, I listen to podcasts like every time you're in the car. Oh my God. <laughs> I got to listen to somebody talking. If I'm not listening to somebody talk, I'll listen to my favorite artists, Amine, Big Crit, uh, Brent Fayez. Um, uh, oh, they, I, don't, I, don't, I can't say the name right now. I feel so disrespectful. But, and also, you know, I'm just a very kind of peaceful person. So yeah, I'm just somebody that I, I demand peace throughout the day. Yeah. So no, same. If, yeah. If I get mad or I get flustered, I just go around, get in a, get in a quiet place, kind of collect my thoughts, maybe curse quietly a couple of times, punch the air, come back. I'm good. I, yeah. I throw my, I'm one of those people. I don't hold everything down like I used to. Mm-hmm. I actually throw it out when I get a chance. So the rest of the day you can see, all right. Greg's cool. He's having an okay day. I'm a real okay person. I'm yeah. chill, you know. I know. Yeah. So for me, I would say, like, personally, how I'm able to stay happy or, like, manage to appear that way is that, first of all, my faith. Like, I, I think I know that oh, yeah, if sorry. it wasn't. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, heathen. Oh, my God. But anyways. I, I, I went through this bottle of chili. Person <laughs> that grew up in church Monday through Saturday. But <laughs> I ain't talking about. I ain't talking president of the. Uh, what was it? See, you don't even know. So um, sports Christ club. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it just boils down to like me just knowing that my life here on earth is very is will be gone within a blink of an eye, and that I just have like I can only take things one day at a time, and I all I can do is my best. And as long as I'm doing my best and I'm pleasing God and what I do, then that's how I can just get up in the morning and just be like, all right, let's. Let's see the day, see what's going to happen next and just go about, I mean, trying to make other people have a good day. Cause like, I just knew growing up in high school, there was like this story about this girl who had like ended up killing herself and like she had passed out people. And if some person would have said like one thing kind to her, she wouldn't have gone home and killed herself. Like that stays with me because I'm like, I could just, just me smiling, saying hello to people that um, just pass by, passing by. You don't ever know what people are going through. So if I can be a kind face, like a positive, positive light for somebody in the um, aspect of me and that person interacting together, and I want to be that. Um, and so, and just like for us collectively as a couple, staying happy with you, mm-hmm. I don't think it's very hard because you and I, our vibes are very similar. Like we're very high energy people, and right. just 
always like we're just excited to see each other like when i come home just like oh i get to see greg right or whenever like during quarantine whenever you would come home from work i'd just be sitting there like counting on times and stuff and looking at the gps thing because i have his location where i am like where is he like how when i'll be like yeah he's here and i'd be excited because i mean it's just i just have fun with you and so just being sure that i'm always there for you and Mm. whenever you're down like um in lieu like you've been we're down about what happened with um jacob blake and the passing of um chadwick bozeman stuff like i just you know, I just want to make sure that I'm there for you and filling those right. buckets that you have being filled. Like, I know, like, your love language is words of affirmation. Yeah. Like, I tell you things, positive things about yourself all the time, like, that you look great, that right. you're doing good, or, like, thank you for washing dishes, thank That's you for so, doing this. Man. And just, like, little things like that, I feel like a lot of times are very important, especially, like, when you're about to, when you're with someone, and if you want to, like, marry that person, like, knowing how they receive love. and. Right. Um, how you're supposed to give it to them so they can actually know that you're there for them. Right. Um, and I, just, I, you know, we will talk about like the love languages on a separate uh, ooh, episode be a good one conversation. day. Yeah. But I, I know I, yours is physical touch and mine's is words of affirmation, like you said. Okay, but physical touch is two. Quality time is number one. Okay, yeah, quality time. That's why okay, I hate the, the big one. That's why about... quality time is my number one, not physical touch. You said quality. Okay, it's such number two. It's fine. That's why I hate when you're on your phone. It's fine. Because you're not having quality time. We digress. Let me clap your fingers. So, but I will say, like, she, I've had to tell her before, like, you have a physical touch. And I be, I know I'd be playing around when she'd be trying to cut all on me. I'd be like, get your ass off me. But she doesn't know how much, when she touched me, it's like a healing. Like, just hearing the news about Chadwick Bozeman last night kind of broke me. So I was sitting here playing the game, trying my best to hold it while she was in the other room. Like, she, like I was crying in here secretly. And she, she knew, but she, I was making sure she didn't hear me. I, was, I had the game, like, l- the volume, like, loud. Mm-hmm. And she came in, and I didn't even hear her come in. But I didn't jump. I just felt like a, a, a hand touch my shoulder or, like, rub down my chest and just kind of grasp uh behind me and i i it was just like i felt so much relief mm-hmm. so it's like she has a physical like a touch when it comes to like when i'm down like if i'm down from work and i come in the door she wants to hold me and as soon as like like her arms like go around my neck oh, yeah. every stress from very the nurturing yeah, i will say that i'm definitely a nurturer yeah you are yeah. Don't get it twisted. You still get on my damn nerves. Whatever. But <laughs> even talking about nurture, it's just like, so another question let that me, they uh, have. Let me ask this one. Oh, fine. Do you guys plan on having kids? <laughs> I'm going to let you answer that one first. Well, okay. Because <laughs> um, that's so, going to be a whole nother episode too. But <laughs> yeah. So, yes, we plan on having kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... but. I, I don't want to have kids right now. I ain't mad <laughs> at it. Not at all. I ain't mad at it. Not one bit. So I literally, I just, I mean, thinking from my perspective, so I have gone, I've been in school my entire life at this point in time, went past norm, like just regular grade school, high school, did eight extra years and stuff. And like, I want to live my life. Like she wants I want to enjoy to, the fruits of her labor. Yes. Like that's a very, <laughs> and I don't want to just pop one, out yeah. a baby right now. Like, no. I really don't. Like, and it's just like, I don't, I just don't want that. I feel like I want us to like start trying. I mean, trying is like no longer having unprotected, no, no longer having protected sex. Um, mm. Granted also 
another podcast thing, just a note for women that are trying to have babies. If I learned from an OBGYN that if you are having unprotected sex for at least for like a year um, consistently and you never get pregnant or you never have like some kind of scare, then you should probably go and get checked because that's like a, the first sign of like maybe like there should be there's something going on. So just FYI, Man. if any of y'all are trying to have a babe right now. That's crazy. But yeah, so when I say that like for the time period that I want to like be like, okay, let's just like, you know, not care anymore just about like wearing condoms or having protection and things like that sort like. We can try. I feel like I will make the decision when I'm like 29. 29 going to 30. Like I, I really, I don't want, I just don't want to have kids right now. I, we're about to turn 27 in like two weeks. Yeah. And two weeks. yeah. And so that'll give us, and me and people, I remember to my parents and they're just like, haha, yeah, like you can plan. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Obviously no, like I'm not sitting here this like, okay, if something happens, like we do have a child earlier than 30, then okay, it is what it is at this point in time, but mm. I still can be safe. You know, like we still can take precautions to like not have children now so we can reach our own personal goals because kids are going to come. Like it's not, right. I'm not in a rush to do that. I don't look at, I don't have baby fever. Like I, he'll tell you his, his issue. But when I have, I have my goddaughters here. They're twins. They're four. Love them, love them to death. No, Cutest I, little I, girls I ever. But I'm sorry. Being here all day with them. I, them. I was so tired, y'all. Like, I, it was just the whole back and forth of them finding each other and me being like, sit there, sit that. The whining, the cry. Like, I was, just, I, was just, I was sitting here like, I cannot. I cannot. Like, <laughs> I was exhausted. And love just it. like, and I, I'm just not at that point now. I haven't had the time period that I want to have for me to just have, go on trips whenever I want to and like do it. Because I've been in school. So this is my time to enjoy the fruits of my labor. I'm grateful that I have somebody to do all these things with. Because mm-hmm. I mean, lots of times like, Women my age, they can't really be like planner thinking like me sometimes because they don't really don't know if they have a partner yet, which you don't really need a partner to have a baby. But, uh, but I mean, you need the sperm, but not the physical human being. <laughs> yeah, to make it so scientific. Well, you know, like I have to go into the health, but it's just, yeah. So, I mean, we plan on having kids. Um, I, I think we want about, well, I say a, a good, in a perfect world, I want five kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll but yeah. like in the real world, I think we're gonna have three. Yeah, no, no, no. What? So, right. what about you? But you know, piggyback on what you said before, I get into my little quick answer. I do agree. You know, you have worked your ass off. I mean, cried. You know, shed tears, tears, shed sweat. I'm talking about just constant stress. You've put you put yourself through just to get to this moment of graduating. It's time for you to enjoy yourself, you know, and and just you know, granted, COVID's going on right I now, know. but hopefully, like, hopefully, this we need to get this year. shit, like, not even this time next year. Hopefully, we start getting at least a handle on it, at least within the next four or five months. Like, we should at least start saying, "All right, y'all, we we should be having this shit under control." So let's kind of start doing shit the right way before mm-hmm. we just let everybody do whatever we want for right now yeah so hopefully at least in a couple months or a few we can start actually like enjoying some things for you but what i would like to say (laughs) i agree with what she says though at first i didn't but i do because i want kids i i want kids like today i want kids like shit fucking yesterday like last week like that make no sense i i I, because i i just see i'm a net i i love not love kids but i just love the fact of like being there 
and just like helping them being a natural comforter being somebody that can um teach them certain lessons like as y'all know i have three nephews and i have every all my nephews are all in the same like different brackets i have the one who's four the one that's 10 will be 11 and have the one that just turned 17 so i have toddler yeah school uh school grade grade school age and and, uh teenage yeah oh so they i get different type of aspects which by the way i'm not their parent but i get at different aspects from them mm-hmm. so it's like I'm not saying i'll be prepared i will not say that I, i'm not saying i will be ready but i will say seeing my 16 year old uh 17 year old nephew i mean grow up and just seeing him as a baby to you know the young man he's he's become it's been a blessing, a curse, and also it's just been a very big learning experience for me of how you raise a young man, yeah. you know, which also brings into question what kind of kids do I want? <laughs> I, want I would love a girl first. So, I, of course, I want kids. I want a boy first. Of course you want a boy first. Hey, did you know now with science, we can actually choose the sex? No, nah, we're not doing that. We're just going to let it happen now. the first one, no, but we'll have to talk about the second one. We're going to talk about none of this because <laughs> I want it to be natural. Um, but I want kids. And like she says, in a, in a perfect world, we want a big family. I, I, I yeah, agree. Yeah, we do. She actually agreed with me when I said I want a lot of kids. She said, I would love them, but... I know the human body is just... I don't want that to come out of my vagina, yeah, sorry. Yeah, the human body doesn't work like your dreams want to work. I would say three three can come out of my vagina, and then maybe we can adopt. Okay. I'm down for adopting. You, you know I'm cool with that. All the all the ladies I really look up to and I love, like my mentors and stuff, like even my residence director, I just found they adopt kids. And like, yeah. I just love even them. Even like my, my mom and dad, you know, when I hit that, that age in high school, they said, you know, we're considering adopting. But then, you know, once my uh, four-year-old nephew came into the world, they were like, okay, well, we got another grandson. And yeah. then we can just, when you have kids, we don't got to worry about adopting because we old now. I said, well, yeah, I thought that's what the point was. <laughs> I was telling y'all, why would y'all adopt when y'all got grandchildren? Yeah. And you're going to have grand- some more grandchildren. So, so how many kids are you saying? I, I say three, the same number, three, two mm-hmm. or three, and then we adopt. So that that is the mindset that I have as well. Um, I have a, a, a one of my associate co-workers she uh was adopted and she said she was raised into a very loving family mm-hmm. and that kind of inspired me a little bit more to um say okay i would love to you know bring somebody to the to our house a loving household uh where they either didn't have anything or just didn't have um nothing at all and you know show them the world yeah but yes we want kids yes we do we, want <laughs> we just kids. don't want them anytime cannot... soon uh, it's yeah, fine. It's nine fine. times soon. I can wait. If it... <laughs> it's all right. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I'm chilling. Whatever. You are. I mean, also, too, like this. I guess. Get it together is our baby. Like, this is like, like most women, we have like different babies right now that I want to nurture them. Like, I want to grow this. Like, eventually, with this, when the world works, of so, like, we want to have like a uh, couple's retreats and do things of that sort. So, I mean, there's so many things that are in the works and plans right now. Right. Not saying that with children, we can't get it done, but it does create another layer to it that I'm just not, we're just not the part, the point to do that yet. We're not. And I, I agree. Cause then, you know, financially. Yeah. Mentally. <laughs> yes. I know. Like that's, I know that's a different story. Like people, they say when you get a girlfriend or you get a boyfriend, it's there's a, a story that comes with that mm-hmm. and it's different from everybody else's when you get married people have, have been telling us you know it's going to be different stories you got to go plan the wedding i do this uh this and that 
And then we have our friends that already have kids that are telling us this is what's going to happen. It might not happen this way, but something's going to happen. So I know we're not mentally prepared just yet, but you know, right now it's just me and Megan time. We just, it's, yeah. it's our time to just have our fun. You're my baby. Write our story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what other people are like, you know, you what? You I don't want like people that? to know. I don't want people to know I like that. <laughs> oh no, he is. I've been telling them he loves when I just rub his head and I just hold him like Shut he's my little baby. He loves when I nurture him. Just <laughs> <laughs> squeeze him really tight, like oh come here, baby. <laughs> and I want you do it a little too much on the eye, nigga. Let me go. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever he likes it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes. Yeah, so last question, almost hey. portion ask get is. What were your first thoughts when you saw he was going to propose? So my first thoughts, I guess that'd be whenever I turned around, like I saw you down like a knee on your one knee and stuff. Right. That's it, right. I think, oh. I mean, I was thinking about what I was thinking about. I think I just, I mean, I know I just started laughing, but also I feel like I thought like, wow. Started laughing like this, hysterically. Yeah, <laughs> like an uncontrolled Her laugh, laugh was like her friend, I don't want to say her name. Uh, her her friend has this really like very funny laugh. Oh my god! And that's how it sounded. But her her friend's laugh is real like quick. Like yeah. Dee, 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 dee. Her laugh was like it was like melodic. <laughs> I was like, damn. Yeah, but I mean, I, I really just looked down and like, wow, this is really happening right now, and he's actually doing it. And I was just very happy to see you there. You she's, know, yeah, it's kind of like a, I saw the new chapter of our life opening. Oh, she stopped laughing when she saw the rock. But she was like, ah! Ooh. <laughs> oh, gosh. Ooh. Yes. But, yes. but yeah, so I mean, that wraps up our questions for this week Man, on Ask Git. So, yeah, DM us anything y'all want to know. We are down to answer. Um, don't hesitate to ask anything or even just if you're having any issues or anything with your relationship and you like some. We're not experts, just for no, FYI. No, 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 We still um, learn from each other every day. But yeah, I mean, if you need some advice on any of that or just family stuff, like let us know and we'll be more than willing to answer it on the show. And yeah, so I mean to if you need an expert head order, into you need an expert on where the Twitter point is. Oh, okay, yeah. You'll be our, <laughs> you'll be our Twitter porn expert. He oh knows my god, all the great pages. To oh follow. my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, Horrible. so. Now let's, uh, so dose of positivity. I think that there's lots of negative things to be going on in life all the time. So we, we're always want to, you know, end on a positive note and um, a positive dose. So babe, what's three things that made you happy this week? Well, my number one thing is getting through the first week of being engaged. Mm-hmm. Like, it's It's been, I've been like on cloud nine, a, a real big high ever since last friday so it's been a blessing mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm very happy i made that decision and we're finally getting ready to connect our, our lives forever mm-hmm. and that's just been that's what's kind of been keeping me going through this whole week and that's what's been on my mind i mean i, I try i try my best to stay happy every week but that's what's been the number one subject on my mind um number two you know i don't want to be a, in a dark horse for these next two ones two uh spaces but Number two is, you know, out of everything that's been going on with the whole uh, Jacob Blake shooting, I want to say that I'm happy for athletes right now. Like it may not been, it may not be all of them, 
that I'm happy that the biggest athletes with the biggest platforms are saying something and standing. Mm-hmm. They can't go into the they can't go into the White House or the the, the Pentagon and tell them what to do or say or say whatever. But it, the fact that you're a million dollar athlete and you're stopping your money mm-hmm. just to protest and to stand by what's going on because you're a black athlete yourself, that made me smile. You know, people get annoyed with LeBron James. I understand people, some people don't like LeBron James. I can't get mad at that. You know, I wasn't a, a crazy big Kobe fan, but you respect these athletes because they were good. But LeBron is actually one of those voices for the NBA, and he's standing up. And I, I, I brought, I got happiness out of that because this man could lose all his, all his endorsements because the way he's going off on social media, the way he's going off in the press, he can lose his endorsements. But the fact is, he sees that he's a black man first and an athlete second, so he doesn't care. That brought me happiness to see the NBA said, no, we ain't playing no damn games. Mm-hmm. So then they actually did it. They 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 used those words that we're not playing no games. Um, and number three, uh, like I said, I want to end on like sad note, but I want to say this, you know, even with the passing of uh, our beloved King T'Challa, you know, Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman, Jackie Robinson, uh, Thurgood Marshall, he played in a lot of movies. And my a lot of people didn't know he played in The Express, which The Express was the, the movie about the first ever black male athlete to, to win the Heisman Trophy. Mm-hmm. He played uh, the last few minutes of that movie. I like to say that although he has passed, you know, I'm happy that he doesn't have to suffer through, you know, his cancer treatments or the cancer anymore. You know, his family said that, you know, he passed away peacefully in his home. I'm glad that, you know, he gave us the gift of, you know, his talents, his gifts. I'm glad he gave us all that. So mm-hmm. I'm just happy he doesn't have to suffer no more. And I'm I'm glad that he gave us so many gifts that I can go back and just rewind and watch them all, mm-hmm. you know, and learn from him, you know. So yeah. that's what I'm happy for. Okay. Those are my three positive moments. I, I want to make sure that even through this darkness, we look at every positive aspect as well. Yes. I like that. Those are all really good. I try. Really good. I, try. <laughs> <laughs> I try a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just a little. Just a little. Um, okay well for me uh, I'm gonna be quick so three things that made me happy <laughs> is uh, I finished my second full week of residency yes it's been it was a lot it was a lot I mean coming off of last weekend Monday killed me like being right. in the clinic from seven to seven past that and still not really like being all the way done with my like notes it was a lot um but i mean i made it through and as the week got into the week i started getting a little bit more comfortable still sometimes i'm just like woohoo what is is (laughs) where am i at right now but you know what i i'm grateful i'm blessed you know to even like have a job right now being a new grad and stuff so grateful for that um number two i'm just very happy to you know get through the first week how you kind of said just like being engaged and like looking into wedding stuff because I refuse to plan yeah. all of our wedding right now because she, I need she to, has a lot going on. I do. I have quite I, a bit going on, yeah. but I mean, but there's always like lots of stuff going on. But just right now, like no, I, I cannot. Like we're 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 looking at stuff, but not yeah. actually throwing in the book. Yes, and any just like with like social media now, like people are always DMing about like wedding planning and stuff. Like, have people been DMing you about of that? Of course they have. But you know what I've been doing? I've just been deleting it. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm it. just like, my message being rude, inbox, just... I'm just like, I'm not planning anything right now. Dang, um, but I am doing this collab with days. this, I need to tell you about, that's going to be really, really cool. Um, you told me? No, I, I'll tell you afterwards. Oh, oh, oh. And then number, no, <laughs> number three is I'm just very happy to relax. 
uh, over the weekend and just spend First Saturday inside. Out. Yeah, and just <laughs> watch TV. It's like little kind of dreary outside and stuff. It looks like it might rain. Have some wine and, you know, just recharge and get ready for next week. So cleaning. So, yeah, I mean, that's my dose of positivity every single week. Uh, we'll be letting you guys know three things to make us happy or um, leaving you with any positive note or quote from us. And, yeah, I want you all to think about as well just three things that made you happy this week. And, you know, reassess your week on Fridays yeah. and just ask yourself that. Also, we want to just send, like, positive prayers to those that had to go through Hurricane Laura. Oh, you know, yeah. It was supposed to hit Houston, but it ended up kind of like sideswiping us a little bit, yeah. hitting or some of Orange, Texas, and hitting you know some of Louisiana, mm-hmm. and we we just want to send our you know deepest prayers to that as well. So we I did I wanted to make yeah, sure we didn't my forget. Cousins it. Have, I know my cousins have been without power. So. Yeah, because we kind of it, you kind of overshadow it because it it was supposed to hit us. Yeah, then it didn't. Mm-hmm. But I want to make sure that we continue to stay positive. Definitely. And I'm that. thankful my family's safe. Right. So. I want to talk about something real quick before we get to the closing statements. It's so, oh my God, it's amazing. Um, me and Megan have been talking about it and she, I ain't gonna, I, I, I demand it. No, playing. She, she gave me permission. <laughs> so we're going to introduce a, a new segment where I will be on the podcast by myself. Get It Together is finally introducing Man Cave, which is going to basically be a podcast. Same, it's going to be the first uh, Tuesday of every month. Um, we're, I'm going to just talk about news, the male perspective, sports, everyday man stuff, call to action because majority of our listeners are women though. So I would like for our women listeners to kind of, you know, throw out there, you know, Hey, 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 Greg, talk about yourself today. And you know, right now, like I said, we're not doing guests like that, but you know, I will say with me being doing the man cave, um, segment by myself, and her kind of taking, you know, the first Tuesday of every month off, I may be able to slip somebody in. But I don't know. It probably just be like a, a very close friend of mine's or something, or somebody that specializes in something. I do have some stuff that I, I do want to talk about, get off my chest. Like, you know, like I said, sports, you know, because I'm a Houston Texans fan, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, so I'm excited about that. I'm very happy. She don't know I'm already got my notes together. She's, I'm just sitting mm. back waiting. That's good, because notes is normally not a thing that he likes to do. But, but yeah, so, I mean, tell um, all your men, friends. Tell them all. That first Tuesday every month will be Man Cave, so they can tune in as well. Get it together, semicolon Man Cave. And, yeah, you'll get to just have time with Greg and, you know, really get to know who this person that I love so very much It's going to be some real nigga shit on there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll be talking real. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. we already talk real, but, I mean... Yes, and also shout out to Cardi B and Hot Girl Meg. Hey! They broke records of having the biggest single day streams for an all female collaboration on Spotify with over seven point zero nine million streams. So that is dope. Also, Good to them, want to say too, we got your back, Megan. Megan came out a couple days oh, ago yeah. speaking about the entire incident. I want to let you know we we team megan over here so it, well, of course it, oh it don't matter what's going down it don't matter what the perspective is uh as long as we see that it's a negative perspective on a positive perspective we're gonna take the positive side so tori i don't know what's going on brother you need to you need to come out and talk because megan she, she, that's a real nigga she came out and said what was on her mind so yeah hey praying for you meg we, we love you girl love you hope you hear this podcast so you can 
yes. So once again, thanks for coming and getting your life together with us. You can find me on Instagram at Megan.Jeanette. And you can find me on Instagram at Gregory.K underscore. Our fitness page is at Muscle Millennial. And be sure you're following at Get It Together on Twitter and Instagram to stay connected with us. If you have any question or anything you want to answer, whether it be about sex, love, quarantine, drama, or, or need love advice, DM or email us at getitogether.com and we'll read it on the show. See y'all next week, Get so, Fam. Hey, we so, love y'all. You think if we were the same person, we would have been together? Um, The same person, how? Like if we were both good kids or both bad kids? No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> We are together because... Bye, y'all. You are good. I'm done. (laughs) Bye. Bye, (laughs)